0: welcome to
1: pop culture on the rocks hello welcome to pop culture on the rocks i'm anna and i'm here with callan and we are talking about everything we're watching some things we're educating each other about while we uh discuss over a drink and um give a reason why we both should be on the Amazing Race together.
0: I would love to start um, talking about what we're watching and I am watching The Real Housewives of New York and Beverly Hills. Oh wow, both coasts. Oh yes, from east to west. (laughs) Um, I watch this with my mom and so I'll get behind sometimes, but I've been catching up and both seasons have some amazing drama uh you can pretty much always rely on them for that so yeah it's been a good time if you don't if you're not in the real housewives world I recommend giving it a try because huh you can just live vicariously through (laughs) these women oh I'm sure I don't think I've ever watched
1: an episode of real housewives but I've seen so many clips and it makes me happy and wasn't, wasn't there one or maybe more than one who have been on Celebrity Apprentice before?
0: Yes. They pull quite a few people um, from the Real Housewives franchise across all of the, you know, branches. Okay. Uh, to, yeah, Celebrity Apprentice. So you would recognize a lot of the people from, from that.
1: Okay. So I've seen some from there. And now that I recall, isn't there an Atlanta version?
0: Yes, that one's really popular, too.
1: Okay. I think I've watched an episode of that, maybe in a hotel room or something.
0: (laughs) That one's really good. Oh, you know what? I can tell you, um, one of the women, I want to say it's Sheree, her old assistant, who used to be regularly on um, episodes of Real Housewives of Atlanta, Mm -hmm. is Carlton from Love is Blind. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a small <laughs> you can world. Go back. Mm-hmm. You can go back and find, like, clips of Real Housewives of Atlanta with him on it. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, just a little Carlton fact for
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I think every episode we need a Callen fact. Well, I just finished... Well, I'll talk about it later, actually, but I finished watching my first season of Australian Survivor, Mm. which was great. And speaking of shows that we watch with our mothers, this is not really current (laughs) at all, but my mom and I have been watching Downton Abbey.
0: Yes.
1: And I love Downton Abbey. We both do. But we still have not finished the series. Okay. So we're struggling in that area.
0: So so you haven't seen the movie either, I'm assuming?
1: No, we saw the movie.
0: Oh. I mean, whatever. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we saw the movie, for better or for worse. I mean, the movie was great. And we weren't. Oh, yeah. I feel like the movie did a pretty good job of we weren't too confused. So, that's good, I guess.
0: Yeah. It would just have, like, a few spoilers, but, I mean, really, it was a good standalone movie, you know? Yeah, I thought so, too. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad that y'all are finally watching it again. (laughs) Yeah. Making your way through. What season are you on?
1: We're on the last season.
0: Oh, okay. It's just taken us
1: a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I understand. When you watch stuff with your mom, it gets delayed, you know? Yes, exactly. But anyway, Callan... What are you drinking tonight? Well, again, speaking of my mom, she (laughs) made this. um, I'm having a homemade Long Island iced tea, Mm. which, if you don't know, is the kitchen sink of alcoholic beverages. (laughs) Um, You basically take every hard liquor and pour it into a glass, squeeze some lemon and a splash of Coke, and you have it. So... I've been sipping on this for a while now, and I'm excited to keep my making my way through the glass. I was about to say, how are you feeling right now? I, <laughs> I'm i glad I had it while I watched Big Brother. I'll say that, because <laughs> yeah. kept me a little bit calmer. But yeah, I'm about halfway through the glass. So um, by the end of the podcast, I should be really uh, <clears throat> communicative. <laughs> what a good word. <laughs> Had to pause there.
1: (laughs) You'll sleep really well tonight, I'm sure.
0: Yes, for sure. What are you having?
1: (sighs) Unfortunately, I don't have many liquors around the house, so I don't do much personal mixing, unfortunately. I would love to learn, because I think that's a very fun thing to know. Um, But my husband doesn't really enjoy alcohol, so really it'd only be me (laughs) who would be making them. So anyway... (laughs) Um, I tried to find something a little bit similar to what you were drinking, um, but this is nowhere near that. But it's a Angry Orchard crisp apple, but it is unfiltered. I don't know if that means, but it says unfiltered, hazy, and less sweet. I think that's an H. Yeah, okay. Lazy wouldn't really make sense. <laughs> Okay, it says, crisp apple unfiltered is an ode to traditional American cider with a less sweet, fresh apple. I guess it's been a while since I've had an angry orchard, so I can't really compare. But it tastes good. Well, good. Well, cheers. Cheers, my friend. Callan, what's a reason we should be on The Amazing Race?
0: One reason, Anna, (laughs) that we should be on The Amazing Race is because Phil, the best host ever, sorry, Julie and Jeff, we love y'all, he basically endorsed us. You're absolutely right. So Anna left a comment on, um, I believe, one of Phil's posts and basically was saying that, you know, it's our dream to be on The Amazing Race and um, we can't wait to be on there one day. And everyone, he liked the comment.
1: No big deal. Still haven't heard anything yet, but you know. Okay. Well, anybody who's listening, if you know Callen personally, you know that she is, I think one of her dreams besides The Amazing Race is finding an Australian man to fall in love with. (laughs) (laughs) You know me well. (laughs) So, and also Australia is one of, oh, this is a test from last week. Callen and mine... My's? Mine? Callan's and my dream. There you go. I just waited for it. You got there. cool. (laughs) Callan's and my uh, dream. Like, it's one of our top uh, places we want to go to together. So, anyway, just a little um, personal info there for you. But, like I said earlier, I finished watching my first season of Australian Survivor. Callan and I are both very big U.S. Survivor fans, and we've seen all of the seasons, so naturally it's like, all right, where we got to go next? International Survivors. So I've been watching the show the past couple months probably with um, a, a friend of ours named Ben, who I'm sure we will have on at some point to discuss Survivors. So we've been watching it together And Callan has not seen an episode of of Australian Survivor, correct? Correct. So, I am here. Don't worry, though. If you've never seen it, I'm giving a spoiler-free review. Normally, I feel like we maybe would include spoilers, but I feel like since it's an international season, I feel like the vast majority of people have not seen it. So, I'm hoping this will spark your interest and, yeah, let you see some Aussies play. A different type of Aussie. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Yes, exactly.
0: Thanks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I technically watched the third season of Survivor. Um, I did some research and found that the first season of the Australian edition premiered in 2002 on the Nine Network, is what it's called in Australia, which I thought was interesting. And then the second season of Australian Survivor was a celebrity edition Oh. which premiered in 2006 on the seven network. So we got nine and seven <laughs> and then they took a 10 minute, 10 minute, 10 year. I don't know where I got minute from <laughs> a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something like that. Uh, they mo- waited 10 years. So the third season premiered in 2016. Um, I assume, Ben was not able to find the first season in 2002 and the second season in 2006, so we just started with the reboot, which from my understanding has been airing from 2016 to present, so there you go. Apparently, each episode has uh, various lengths, like some of them have been less than an hour and then some of them have been an hour and a half to two hours, Hmm. so... Yeah, that was interesting. And then I found that as the show went on, it eventually aired three times a week.
0: Okay, which Big Brother.
1: For us Big Brother people, yeah, it's fun for us. So just some fast facts to get us started. This season of Australian Survivor was filmed in Samoa. There were 24 survivors.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: 24, yeah. Playing for 55 days. Mm-mm.
0: I'm out. (laughs) And the prize is $500,000 Australian dollars. So you're telling me you have to beat double the amount of people, stay on the island, double the amount of time, and leave with half the amount of money.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) I will say this cast was so fantastic. I think the show did a great job of showcasing everyone. I mean, you have 24 people you're trying to get through. I mean, I feel like U.S. Survivor can barely get through 16 people where you feel like you know everybody pretty well. Mm -hmm. So I was really, really excited about that where you really got to see a lot of great characters and a lot of great gameplay. So the show starts with three tribes of eight. Um, There are some, there are some hidden immunity idols thrown in, but not a ton, which I personally really like. Um, To me, I feel like the U.S. Survivor is a little oversaturated with like hidden immunity idols and all these advantages and disadvantages and sometimes to me it's kind of hard to keep up. So I appreciated that they didn't have an overwhelming amount of idols and they really only had one other um, advantage in that someone got to steal a vote eventually. Mm. They also had the survivor auction. Hmm. Callan, how do you feel about the survivor auction?
0: (laughs) Um, I always have found it pretty entertaining to watch. I don't think, yes, I don't really think that I would want to play or that I'd be good at that, but (laughs) I've always, uh, I've always been entertained by that.
1: Yeah, me too. And I really liked the placement of the auction. They ended up doing the auction shortly. I think it was right when the tribes merged. Mm, so there okay. were a lot of people still in the game. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was like a really good number. Um, so that was fun to see the auction again.
0: Yeah, it's been and a while. Then,
1: yeah, it has been. There is an XL beach at one point, which was interesting. Okay. Also, (laughs) a random, a random thing. I don't know if you remember all of the sponsors that Survivor has had over the years. You know, there's been, like, Pringles, Mountain Dew, like, all these different restaurants.
0: Yeah, like, when you arrive at a reward and it's, like, a feast, but somehow, like, yeah, like something like Pringles is spread out.
1: They're <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Displayed everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Australian Survivor has something similar. Their sponsor is Hungry Jacks, is what it's called. Okay. You'll have to, this is a podcast, so obviously I can't show you a visual, mm-hmm. but you'll have to look up Hungry Jacks. The logo is Burger King. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's Burger King. And so just another fun fact, our friend Ben, he went to Australia last year. He and his wife went for vacation. And the first time, the, Hungry Jack shows up several times. Just spoiler there. But he was saying how Burger King is basically Hungry Jacks there. They like change their name, I guess. Maybe like the Australians don't like royalty or something. So they had to like change it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, while you uh, were talking, I googled Hungry Jacks, and you're right, the logo is exactly the same, and yeah. <laughs> um, it's telling me that it's a franchise of the Burger King Corporation.
1: Okay, there we go. So, they were a sponsor several times throughout the season, so I thought that was fun. Um, I, something else I really enjoyed was the challenges were very similar to U.S. Survivor. So, there were some that we've literally seen before, and then obviously they have their own. I really enjoy the host. The host's name is Jonathan, and he has some phrases similar to Jeff. Like, obviously, when he snuffs the torch, he says, Your tribe was spoken. He has several phrases, but he has some of his own phrases. And I've only seen one season with Jonathan, so don't come at me if I'm wrong. But to me, he seems a little more sassy than Jeff.
0: Mm. Well, and Jeff already has some sass, so...
1: He does have some sass. Maybe it's more so Jonathan has consistent sass. Mm -hmm. I feel like Jeff has little spurts of sass, Mm -hmm. so maybe that's the difference. But anyway, I really enjoyed that. So three or four things i wanted to say about specific things that happened on the show but shouldn't give anything away at one point two tribes are sent to tribal council and unknowingly they vote out a member of their tribe as in like they think they're going to be voted out when actually that member that they voted out is being sent to the other tribe (laughs) So, that was super interesting to me. Wow. Did not see that coming at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. And then a few days later, they have what they call the first merge, which we would call, like, a tribe shuffle or mm-hmm. um, changing of tribes or something like that. But they called it, like, a first merge. And so, one tribe won a reward to be able to pick the remaining castaways and split them into two tribes. So basically they're like the team captains and being able to choose who they want.
0: Wow. Very so cool. that was really interesting.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I like these twists.
1: Yeah. They're really good. I really enjoyed the, that Australian survivor didn't just sit, stick to the mold mm-hmm. of us survivor and that they've like branched out. I'm sure that happens even more as the seasons go on. They kind of get their own, identity but anyway so towards the end of the show it is a jury of nine and it is a final two and the final immunity challenge is the final immunity challenge from borneo if you remember that where they're like holding all they have to do is hold on to the post or whatever yeah and the first person or last person standing wins Mm -hmm. so yeah i highly recommend it it was a very great season great cast the finale was wonderful and you unknowingly learn like some Aussie lingo oh good yes that'll be helpful for your future relationship
0: (laughs) I was gonna say for when we travel there but I like your idea better
1: (laughs) (laughs) they may coincide who knows hey
0: maybe you're right Well, thank you so much for educating me on Australian Survivor. I'm excited to check it out. Um, So, another hot topic for the night is this past week of Big Brother. And I personally have quite a few thoughts on the events that have taken place. Um, Spoiler alert, we're going to talk about who was evicted and everything that's happened the past week. So you're behind. Come back later. Right. Yeah, because we have a lot to catch up
1: on. We have three episodes and basically a week of feeds.
0: Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. So um, starting with Sunday night's episode, we finally learned what the safety suite competition is. Um, And then we saw Janelle and Kaser decide to play. They were the only two that decided Not really a surprise to me because I had kind of figured that out on the feeds, but I wasn't really sure how it all went down. Of course, I had no idea what the competition was. So, I mean, I personally was glad that they decided to play because, I mean, (laughs) obviously they would have been the ones on the block if they hadn't. And then Kaser was able to win and then also keep Janelle safe. So, I'm not upset, but I... I just don't know if that's going to be good because once again, you're proving that not only are you able to win this competition, but you are also going to save Janelle. So you're proving everyone's point that you two are still in cahoots. Right, that's true.
1: But I hope, you know, things change so quickly. Um, I really hope that they're able to kind of (laughs) <laughs> slide under the radar as much as possible right? and hope that some of these other people will be kind of pushed to the front of the line. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're two very big targets. So it's kind of hard. It's hard to imagine what it's going to be like for them. I do think it's going to be an uphill battle. But I mean, they were already targeted to, the, to begin with and people assumed that they were together. So it's kind of like, how do you change people's assumptions?
0: Well, and I mean, I think Kaser kind of made the point that no matter what, people were going to assume they were together. So, at the end of the day, it's like, well, we might as well just <laughs> prove everyone right and Yeah, exactly. You know, take care of each other and I don't I don't know what they're going to do. My main thought is they've got to get some people on their side because after everything I've seen, I'm like, I don't think anybody wants to work with them. And on the flip side of that, I'm kind of like, okay, if no one wants to work with these two people, are they really threats? Like, yeah, they can win competitions. Right. unless you let them, like, get all the way to a certain point together, they're not really immediate threats because no one is working with them. Right, exactly. And to me,
1: if no one's working with them... They're only two people. and right. <laughs> I mean, if they do win something, more than likely you're going to have the votes to make whatever decision you want. Exactly. And, I i mean, I do think that Kaser and Janelle are very strong, but there are other strong people in this game as well. So there are plenty of other targets you can go for.
0: We know Janelle is, you know, cop queen and... And so you got to take her out at some point. But, I mean, there are other people in that house that win a lot. Danny wins a yeah. lot. Tyler wins a lot. I, I mean, the list goes on. But I'm just saying, let's everyone take a deep breath from the Janelle and or like Juju. I love them, and I'm supporting them. And I want to see them go far. But at the end of the day, they're not the biggest... Threats there currently, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I just right. think in a season where there's a ton of threats, like it's obviously never worked out for Janelle and Kaser. Yeah, they've been together twice. Yeah, Janelle has made it almost to the end twice, but they haven't done it together. So, I mean, they haven't been successful yet. Whereas you have people in here that have won or that have sat in the final two chair. And neither one of them have done that. Yes, exactly. So everybody needs to chill. (laughs) Chill on the Janelle and Kayser train.
1: Well, Cody decided to nominate Kevin and Keisha. Uh. Dun, dun, dun. Uh. The two Ks. I was really sad about this choice. I mean, really, I'm sad about all of them because I do think they did a great job on the cast. But it seemed like... Kevin was really trying to communicate with Cody and maybe make some sort of alliance Mm -hmm. and make some deals. Keisha, I feel like, came off more, she wanted to try to make relationships. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I heard someone say, either on a live feed update or something like that, that uh, Keisha was more so fearful of not wanting to come across as playing too hard at the beginning, Mm. which in some ways I can understand, but also this is an all-star season and we know that pre-gaming is a thing. Right. So to me, it seems like when you open that door to enter the house, you're hitting the ground running Mm -hmm. and hopefully you're not going to be a target for playing fast, because the majority of people are probably doing the same. Okay, go, moving on to the next episode, Wednesday night's episode. I loved the conversation between Kaser, Davon, and Nicole Anthony. Yes. I love there was such a personal connection that was made between those three group, th- those three people. And... Kaser has such a great way with words that I think that was a great showcase of the kind of person that he is. Like, he's so genuine, so great at making friends and connections, and then goes on a deeper level to where, like Davon said on the show, they're using their platform to make their voice heard. And I wrote down the quote that Kaser said, and I tweeted it out also, He said, people shout because you never listen in the first place. We've got to get to a point where you can hear their whispers. I have chills. Put it on a t-shirt and the billboards and blast it everywhere. Yes. Case are crushing it. So I loved that moment. That was really great. And just showcase that, like, yes, this is a reality show, but there's so many deeper things that are going on.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I loved that moment as well because I, I found it so refreshing from what we've seen on last season and um, some seasons before that where the, mm-hmm. the conversations are such in the opposite direction. And I just right. thought that conversation was so productive I just loved that authentic moment and I'm so glad that it made the show, like the cut because yes, me that too. totally deserved to be on there. And I said um, on Twitter after that moment, you know, there have been a lot of people that I have loved on old seasons of whatever it may be, not just Big Brother, and then they come back on to, you know, a returning player season, and you're kind of like, you know, I don't like them as much as I used to, or, you know, they're just kind of disappointing me, or they've changed. And Kaser is not that person. Kaser is even better so far than how we've seen him in the past. So I'll also add that I think the, like, overall – ages of the cast has really made it a better show too because I just feel like I'm sure there's going to be some drama later on this season but I just feel like there's a another layer of maturity especially because like a lot of these people are like parents and have you know lived a lot of life so far and I just am enjoying seeing that as opposed to a really immature cast right yeah absolutely that's a great point On the
1: same kind of train as far as, like, great moments that are so much bigger than Big Brother, I absolutely enjoyed Ian's conversation with some of the house guests about him being on the autism spectrum. I thought that was so vulnerable of him to talk about it and to say, you know, this does not define me and this is something that I live with and I am succeeding in so many areas of my life and I thought that was great to have that moment for him because I, I I don't remember that being
0: addressed on the show when he was on is that correct uh I had no memory of that either I don't remember that ever being now if that was on the feeds you know I missed it um but I don't remember that being on any of the episodes or anything like that
1: Okay. Yeah. I just, again, loved that the show was able to use that platform to talk about the beauty of that and that it's not some type of stumbling block in your life.
0: hmm I, that was another reason I loved um, Wednesday's episode for sure because we just had two really genuine moments about real life and important things and... yeah. Is just really nice to see. Definitely. So I would like to get into some of the alliances that we saw form because it was like, boom, boom, boom.
1: Yes, yeah, so many throughout that episode.
0: Yeah, I don't. I couldn't even tell you how many Cody is in. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and I love the montage of Tyler talking to all these people. Like, yeah, we're good, ride or die. Yeah, and he's like, well. I'm doing what I said I wasn't going to do.
0: I know. That made me laugh. And the thing is, like, maybe he's going to get a hard time. Like, oh, you're playing the same game. You're doing what you said you wouldn't do. But from the way it was shown to us, it looks like that all kind of fell into his lap. He was not the one approaching everyone. They were just coming to him. Right.
1: Yeah. And and he's right. I mean, in that situation, what do you say? Right. Like, if you say, "Mm, no, not feeling the ride or die, it's like, okay. (laughs) Not the best, not the best response.
0: If he gets far and, you know, has a lot of deals with everyone again, honestly, I'm sorry, but all of you are the ones who trusted him, and a lot of you saw his season and know that's his M.O. So if you think he is, you know, loyal to only you, I just think you've got another thing coming, and that's your own fault. You know, it's kind of like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I think that's exactly what's going on with him. Like, I'm sorry, if you've seen Tyler play, you can't be upset if – He does that again because you kind of chose that life. I really laughed at um, a brilliant alliance name, The Root. It was The Root? Yes. Okay, I misheard that. (laughs)
1: What did you hear? (laughs) (laughs) I heard. Okay, just so people know, I'm like a little bit hearing impaired so maybe that'll that'll give me some redemption i don't know i thought they said the roux (laughs) and i know they said it like three times (laughs) but i kept hearing the roux as in like that like french dish or whatever Uh, is what i was thinking of (laughs)
0: like a
1: sauce (laughs) right (laughs) which makes no sense (laughs) but the root makes a lot more sense Uh, Someone get Rennie on the phone. She's going to make us a root. <laughs> oh, Rennie. <laughs> I oh, wish she and Keisha were together. That would have been too. a fun, fun know, time.
0: That would have been great. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Um, no, I believe. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, everyone, but I believe it's the root. Because the root
1: makes <laughs> a lot more sense.
0: Enzo kept <laughs> saying, I think his point was like, they're the root of the house like everyone is kind of right. connected to them
1: yeah that makes a lot more sense
0: <laughs> but i like the roux. um <laughs> i will definitely use that if i get on big brother one day um we're gonna be a- the Roo. <laughs> we also uh saw ian and coconuts make a final two
1: yes the million club I like that name. Yeah. I thought that was clever.
0: I liked it too. And I like them as a duo.
1: I do too. Mainly because I love Ian. Yeah. But I also, I love Nicole Franzel as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that's smart of them to pair up. And I know Nicole said that like her top allegiances with Cody, but it makes sense to me. I can't remember which one of them said it, but the odds... Of one of them winning would be better if both of them are there you know because it would be kind of the ian situation where it's like is this jury gonna vote for a winner to win again
0: yeah i mean it really is the most logical thing for if there's only two winners the two winners should work together because then you can't you know hold that against one of them if they both have that
1: right So I can definitely see their point there. I hope that this jury, especially since it's an all-star jury, I hope that they would be considering voting for someone again to win twice, kind of like with Survivor. Right. But who knows? I mean, to me, the odds seem better if they were together. Another alliance I'm excited about is black girl magic Mm -hmm. day and bay Mm -hmm. i love that their names also are similar in day and bay yes i think that's cute
0: yep i really like that duo um i'm excited to see what they do this season um and you know i feel like i honestly have good vibes about their success chance i do
1: too I really do too and I like Day's point that she said earlier when she was talking to Kaser where they kind of were both like you know I'm at peace if this doesn't work out Mm -hmm. and sometimes I feel like that's the mindset you need to have Mm -hmm. to where you're not so constantly paranoid right? and I'm the same way I get great vibes from Day and Bay Mm -hmm. so I think they're going to be great together
0: I think that Uh, they are gonna be good enough at like having relationships with everyone but also not necessarily be underestimated but i just don't think they're gonna be anyone's top targets
1: yeah and am i correct that they made an alliance with enzo and cody yes
0: correct yes
1: Yeah. And I think it was Bailey that said, I think this is good for us because if anyone was going to target these four, it's probably going to be the two guys first, which I could see. And I think that's a great strategy for them to have some kind of shields.
0: I thought that was really smart. And I feel like that was a pretty good choice of a duo to try to pair up with because also they probably know like Cody and Enzo are fairly loyal to each other and have a strong bond. And so I think they know that if those two are going to work together and then you have Bay and Day working together for sure, that there's not really going to be an outlier that breaks away, Right. you know?
1: Yeah, sometimes I think it is good for those duos to get together. Yeah. At least for the time being to, t- to help each other out.
0: Right. The real question to me, is where are Cody's allegiances going to lie when it comes down to it? Because we also saw him make an alliance that was started by Memphis because they have, first of all, their final two, which is the Commission. Right. And then Memphis brought in Tyler, Christmas, Danny, and Coconuts. And all of them seemed game. So Tyler is back in a... You know, group of six <laughs> and <laughs> Right. Um Danny seemed super loyal from the get go. I know she and coconuts are good friends, so yeah, I feel like uh at the end of the day, Tyler and Christmas might be the ones that duck out. I have no idea what's in Christmas's mind at all.
1: Right. They all seem to be pretty friendly together. Yep. And maybe that's kind of what's drawn them together. But you're right. I'm very curious to see what route Cody is going to go. Because he really has three, at least, in Memphis Enzo and Coconuts. So it'll be really interesting to see where he ends up going.
0: Here's my thing is that all of these people, you see them making alliances and final twos and everything... And I come back to, where does that leave Janelle and Kaser? Because they're not involved in any of these discussions that we're seeing. It just kind of leaves them with randos to play. And not I'm not downplaying everyone else, but, you know, it leaves them with people that I don't really see them working with. Like Kevin, Nicole Anthony, uh...
1: Um, Ian, Bay, and Day. You're saying not in that six alliance?
0: Well... But then I'm even thinking of, like, Bay and Day have Enzo and Cody. Ian, I guess, has Nicole. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, there are s- definitely some outliers who are, I mean, Janelle and Kaser don't seem to have any connections mm-hmm. to that group. Yeah. Which is troublesome. And it t- from what I've heard, Nicole Anthony doesn't either. And I don't know about the Kevin situation. Mm-hmm. If, you know, they want to use him for a number.
0: And then you have Nicole Anthony and Kevin's final two. Can't forget about them.
1: Right. Yes. The unicorns and the rainbows.
0: And I could be wrong. From what I've seen over the years, I I feel like if you make it past the first eviction, like, on the block, you have a good chance of scooting by to the middle. Now... He might be someone that gets put on the block repeatedly because it's an easy, like, hey, you know, you've already been nominated. I don't have to get blood on my hands situation. But I think it's going to open the door for backdoor situations. There's just I think there's going to be a bigger threat than Kevin for a long time. And I think that's going to leave Kevin the chance to get by further. So I don't think Kevin is going away soon.
1: That's a good point. I could definitely see that happening in his situation.
0: So, the veto competition, I just wanted to point out the fact that I was cracking up at the Peloton machine. <laughs> oh, my word. Like, I,
1: I just don't even know. Like, there was, a, there was a tweet that I saw made by Melissa Denny, who is part of Rob Has a Podcast who I, I guess I'm going to mention Rob has a podcast on every single episode of this podcast. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But she had posted or tweeted how she always tells people, you should love Big Brother. It's so strategic. It's a great show. And then she talks about how her boyfriend comes in and sees the veto competition. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt that on a personal level. <laughs> I have been there so many times where I'm like, oh my gosh, Big Brother's so great. It has so many great game players, such like strategic layers to the game. And then stuff like that shows up, and I'm like, facepalm.
0: <laughs> it is so true. Like, I love their ridiculousness, and I love when they try to knock off something like the Peloton. Like, they try to use something so relevant but they turn it into something so ridiculous. Um, Yes. (laughs) From the actual banana itself to the motion that you had to use to move it. (laughs) Yes. I just, I couldn't. I couldn't. But, you know, that's what we love. There are no words. That's what we love about Big Brother. Um, Exactly. It's one of a kind. That's for sure. I appreciated how Ian said... You know what works really well on the Peloton machine? That back and forth motion. Because he was just saying how people have been mocking him on past seasons because of his tick. And I'm like, you know what? Right. You come at him, Ian. You get him. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Another duo that we haven't mentioned is Tyler and Bailey. We saw them kind of mending fences but their plan is to act like they still don't like each other i'm so glad we got the flashback to their fight because who iconic iconic and i just got a feeling i don't know i feel like i can read tyler at this point and that seemed like one of his more genuine conversations as far as like i will be loyal to you and i'm down because i i really think he thinks that's a smart move Because she's probably going to be in with people he isn't. And no one's going to think they're working together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great move for both of them. And I'll be curious to see if it lasts or who will be the first person to throw the other under the bus. Right. (laughs) But I think your read is right as far as Tyler did seem very genuine in comparison to some of the other alliances that he's made where it seemed very just like almost just like an automatic response where it's like yeah sure yeah but with her it it seemed more genuine
0: yeah i saw the conversation they showed a clip of with him and kaser in the storage room i saw that conversation on the feeds and i don't think tyler was into it (laughs) um yeah i don't think that's a road he wants to go down so right
1: which i mean in some ways you can't really blame him considering He's in an alliance with several people and a lot of, some, you know, Caser's probably considered a big target, but does not have any numbers to support
0: yeah. all of that. Yeah, I think part of the problem is not even that people want to get Janelle and Caser out so badly, but they are genuinely afraid to be aligned with them and have or have people think that they're aligned with them because I think right. people are going to make you an immediate target if you act like you're working with Janelle and Kaser. So I think people are just steering clear of them because they don't want anyone to think that's what they're doing. Which, honestly, if I were in the house, I would be working with Janelle and Kaser. Now, I might not be blabbing that around, but I would be working with them up until a certain point because they would choose each other over me, I'm sure. True, right. But they're i just think such loyal players and if you're like i am on your side i'm a vote for you then they would have your back and that's who you need that's who you need when you're on the block and you need a veto you need janelle playing for you you know right and they've sh- they've shown that they're loyal to the
1: people that they're loyal to and they're not afraid to use their
0: advantages to help their allies right
1: Yeah, so I agree.
0: I am the person who, you know, I love people like Tyler, you know, obviously like more recent players, but on these seasons of returning players, I am almost always, deep down, ultimately going to be rooting for the really veteran people from old seasons, like Janelle, Kaser, Memphis, um, because... To me, it's less likely that they're gonna play again.
1: Yes, I'm the um I'm on the exact same yeah, yeah, like yes, because some of these people, they're probably not gonna play again. I I feel like Danny, I don't know if she'd ever play again.
0: Right. Yes, Danny. And to to me, she
1: seems more of an older player. Yes. Um. But yeah, somebody like Bailey, I could see play again and um Tyler yeah a lot of those newer players right if they were given the opportunity again and the situation was right in their life I could see that happening so I'm the same way with you that's the way I was with Survivor this past season also when it was an all-winner season exactly so it's a struggle it is because I really like so many people
0: but and can I clear the air for everyone that his name is Kaser not k (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Yes. I don't know why on his third season, people, including like super fans, are still saying Ksar.
1: The only thing I can think of is that whenever Howie says, What up, Ksar? He kind of says an <laughs> R, like pirate themed. Right. But that's not his name. Right. And hopefully <laughs> you should know that. I know. So we can start the movement, Ksar. Is not a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. K, sir, for the win. What did you think of the eviction, of the votes, and uh, the eventual Keisha getting
0: out? All I have to say about the eviction is I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> because. That's a great response. <sighs> Very diplomatic. Thank you. I. Uh, I'm so frustrated that she's the first one out because we were so excited to see her. I know, yeah. I don't think she got a fair shot. I don't know. I know that's sometimes the case with the first person out. You kind of wonder, like, oh, man, they could have been good. It's just very frustrating. I understand why people voted her out.
1: And for a lot of these people, I would have felt the same way if they were the first one out.
0: Yeah, I was bound to feel like that almost no matter what. (laughs) Um, Right, yeah. It's just sad because honestly, I felt like even Julie was upset that she was voted out. Yes,
1: I got that impression too. And I loved, you know, Julie, her, you know, Keisha coming out and Julie just like, Showering her with accolades like, Hey, don't let people forget how awesome you are. And just because you're the first one out right now does not mean that you're not deserving. So I loved that moment.
0: I loved that too. I need Julie to be my motivator in life. Um, (laughs) Yes. Because that was awesome. And yeah, I think she was genuinely disappointed because she was probably excited to see Keisha back. And um, yeah, I think that's a lot of our sentiments. So. Um, oh, I almost forgot the comment that I had while I was watching everyone cast their eviction votes. I don't know how many people said, I sadly vote to evict Keisha. And I was literally screaming at my TV, if you're so sad to evict her, then don't do it. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. And there were so many people who said the sweet, the friendly, the great. Yeah, it was a lot of like almost just like let's hang our heads in remorse cuz we know that we voted out a legend that I'm sure a lot of fans were really happy to see, <laughs> including
0: us. Yeah, they know they were making people upset probably. Um, yeah. And I like Janelle and Kesar I understand like they didn't want to vote her out. Um they did what sure, they could. Sure, yeah.
1: And it's I mean it's and it's understandable. I mean Pity votes, I don't think are, I think they hurt the people more than they help the person who got evicted, so. I don't blame them for that, but, yeah, it's just, oh, it's so sad. And even, like, Day's comment about, like, I'm such a fan of you, and I don't know if people have seen, I, I think that they met at, like, um, a cast reunion or something, like an anniversary and I, I, from my understanding, that's where Davon and Keisha met, and kind of created a friendship. And um, there's a cute picture of the two of them. And then there's a great moment from the premiere when they see each other and kind of embrace, like, "Oh, it's a friend." And um, so yeah, that was that was sad because I know Day. She said, "As a fan, I'm so sad to vote you out. It is what it is." It
0: is. I mean, there's a, it, it's hard. You know, like we said, we were going to be upset um, unless Christmas was voted out. Um, (laughs) But... She just has
1: a lot to prove for us. Exactly.
0: You know what? I'm not writing her off by any means. So far this season, she's actually Oh, no. I mean... She's been good. Her
1: name has been thrown around in good ways where people are like, yeah, I'm good with Christmas or I feel good with her. So... Yeah. Yeah. She seems to be doing a great job making connections. Yeah.
0: I have so far liked her from what I've seen, you know, but... We gotta have somebody to root against. You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> so, I will say I loved the eviction set with their photos up on the wall.
1: Yes, me too. I think that's a great setup.
0: I thought I was watching a Marvel film, like the <laughs> <laughs> like the opening. <laughs> yeah, and like them running, like you know. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, it looks so good. It does. I really like that too. That's a good point. As far as the HOH, what'd you think of that?
1: Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Yet again, it's one of those things that's like, yikes, this is a big brother (laughs) competition. (laughs) But like I said on my tweet, I'm so happy to see a mental competition. I know there are a lot of people who were fearful because last year, There just seem to be so many more physical competitions. So I'm really hoping that there'll be more mental. Um, At least make it more even, I hope. But to me, mental competitions are just so exciting. And to me, it evens the playing field more for people. But that's just my opinion. Um, But am I correct that this is the same actor who was the grandma and was it last season? Was that last season?
0: I know he was on BB-20 chasing around okay. Brett. Right? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. But maybe
1: maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe it was. I don't know if he was on 21.
0: I think he um, was also the screamer. You Remember what I'm talking about? Like he would come in and the yell screen. at you. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yeah,
1: yeah. I was happy to see him back, and I guess he made all those videos at his apartment or something <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, that's a great use of you know, um, an actor and not having him have to come into a set or something. Well, so and,
0: and it was super relevant, you know, with like the Zoom call or whatever. yes, exactly. But oh my gosh, when um. Like the last question that all like everyone got wrong except Memphis about the vase. Yeah. excuse me, the vase. Being on, <laughs> the vase. <laughs> the vase being on the toilet. I was like, yes, that I remembered seeing that, and so I was shocked that Memphis was the only yeah. one that got that right. But
1: yeah, it always surprises me whenever one big question like takes out a whole big group of people.
0: Yeah,
1: you're excited about Memphis winning.
0: Oh yes. I'm excited. I
1: think. I was really, I mean, I'm excited. This is his first HOH win, which I I totally forgot about that. So, you know, way to go.
0: Yeah, I am excited to see what he does. I'm sure we're going to see a Janelle and Kaser nomination. Let's just go ahead and prepare ourselves.
1: I know, and I really wish that wasn't the case because to me... I hope he kind of felt bad for voting out Keisha. Me too. Um, But I just, I don't know. I just wish he wouldn't go for the older players. Because to me, that just seems like an obvious thing that the house wants. So, you know, maybe let's, let's change it up. And maybe, even if maybe he puts up one of them, And then he has some other plan. Like, I'm going to take out someone else. I don't know. I don't know what his thoughts are. But he has connected well with a lot of these newer players.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to me that aside from Danny, everybody in his new alliance is a newer generation player. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I would love to, I'd prefer him to work with, you know, the older crowd, but what are you going to do? <laughs> Quote, unquote, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's interesting, now that I think about it, that he um isn't interested in working with Ian from what we're seeing so far. I would have wondered – I wondered about that connection because of Dan. Maybe that's a no-go. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe he's like, nah, you beat Dan, so maybe I shouldn't. (laughs)
0: True. Maybe
1: that's in the back of his mind.
0: Yeah, and I also kind of, I don't know. I can't read people's minds, and I haven't seen enough of the live feeds to know for sure, and it's going to take a while of, you know, episodes and DRs for me to get a full grasp. But I kind of wonder if he almost wants people to disassociate him from Dan, like, No, I don't want to work with Ian because I don't want people to think of the connection of Dan. Right. Like, I didn't want Keisha there because I don't want anyone to remember Big Brother 10. Maybe that's his philosophy. And I'm just going to be an unknown player.
1: But it is kind of funny that he aligns himself with Cody.
0: I know. Who has
1: somewhat of a similar story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I think I like it, and I'm sure the producers like it. And, I mean, I like Cody, but it's almost, in a way, I'm just kind of like, you know, that didn't work out for either one of you the first time. <laughs> right. So why yeah. are you doing it again? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see who Cody, you know, like I said earlier, is he going to go with... Coconuts, Enzo, or Memphis at the end of the day. I have no idea. I think yeah. I think Cody is of the persuasion that after this week he's gonna let all these people do the dirty work, which, you know, we saw with him saying, I'm letting Memphis connect all these people so if anything comes back, it's to be like, Well, it was Memphis's idea.
1: Right. Yeah, he's trying to cover his Yeah, it is. Covering his bases a bit and now he can Which, you know, it is one of those questions of is it better to win the first HOH because a lot of times you get those people coming to you trying to make alliances with you. Right. And maybe can set you up for the rest of the game. True. So it'll be, yeah. I mean, it seems like a smart idea right now. We'll see if we eat our words later. (laughs) We will
0: see. Um, Yeah. And, you know, we saw that. The safety suite this week is going to be headed to the bar, which I feel like is super appropriate for us. Definitely.
1: (laughs) It's like it was made for this podcast. (laughs) Although, I mean, Memphis was a mixologist, which he can't obviously participate. So maybe that'll put a more even playing field for everyone.
0: You're so right. And it sounded like they might have to, like, balance stuff and carry stuff. So anyone who's weighted tables is probably going to have a leg up. Um, right. Too bad Keisha isn't here. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I'm curious if anyone will play. I'm sure someone will. I don't know who. Yeah, I heard someone say they hope that Ian plays.
1: Oh. Uh, I guess because they worry that Memphis will target Ian.
0: Maybe Ian is a higher likelihood of going up than...
1: I mean, maybe so, because like you said, he is kind of an outlier. Like, yes, he has coconuts, but, you know, she may not tr- want to really fight for him.
0: Yeah. Just so, not uh, to show her
1: hand. I don't know.
0: I think if Ian stays around, coconuts will be with him, but I don't see her fighting for him. I think she's got other relationships that she sees as better options.
1: Right, yeah. Especially if he continues to kind of stay more on the outside with some of the other people who don't have as strong connections.
0: Right. Yep. But I'm, I'm rooting for Ian, honestly. I It's either going to be good or bad that he's not with anyone right now. That remains to be determined.
1: <laughs> right. Could go either
0: way. Yeah. yeah. I would love to mention that sign-off of the eviction episode. Again, I yelled at my TV, yes, Julie, hit us with that golden rule, girl.
1: Yes, I had the exact same comment. I was just about to say I love that she finished it with that.
0: I adored it.
1: Me too. Julie almost always coming in clutch, always coming
0: with the the golden things to say. True. She is gold. Also, I wanted to mention, I know you retweeted it on our Twitter. Um, Dan mentioned how he's seen a lot of negativity and just bad stuff from the BB fans this week and we're just gonna say we're not here for that we're here for uh positive vibes only when it comes to these shows yes um exactly we might poke fun at people like Christmas or Thanksgiving um (laughs) (laughs) but uh it's not our goal to ever uh make personal comments or attacks you know our focus is on people's gameplay and um, like everyone else we're gonna have our favorites we're gonna have people that we don't like so much and I think it's fine to openly discuss that but um, there's a lot of negativity online and that's just not our not our vibe so um, we're here to have fun exactly we're here to laugh and not at other people's expense
1: absolutely yeah there's there's enough bullies in the world we don't need to be one exactly and yeah at the end of the day I'm just happy that there's a big brother we're just happy to see all these people and that's all that really matters true so
0: I <laughs> they could have cast my least favorite players of all time and I would be watching because it's something to yes. watch yes and I feel like right. we're all in that boat right now. <laughs> if you're like me and you watched The Bachelor listen to your heart, you know what I'm talking about. You will watch anything that is on TV. <laughs> I'll have to educate you on that one next time. Okay.
1: Can't wait. Is that a tease for next week? Maybe. <laughs> well, do you have any other thoughts?
0: Um, I
1: don't think so. Do you? I don't think so either. I'm... I don't really have anything going on this weekend, so I'm ready to dive deep into the feeds. Yes. Um, so it's going to be fun. So yeah, thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, subscribe. We are on Apple Podcasts and Google, correct? Correct. And uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies, whatever. <laughs> We're, we'll take it. Uh, you can
0: follow us on Instagram and Twitter. So our handles are always going to be linked down in the show notes below, but um, you can find us on Twitter at PopCultureOTR and on Instagram at pop culture on the rocks podcast. And if you have any comments or questions um, and you don't want to use social media, feel free to email us at... Um, pop culture o t r podcast at gmail dot com
1: yes, and if any of those comments include cocktail recipes or recommendations, we will be so happy to hear it tech yeah and yeah we love communication so reach out and let us know what you like and what you um maybe want us to change
0: <laughs> exactly we're here uh to talk everything pop culture and uh Listen to your feedback and um, adjust accordingly. So let us know. And with that, we will talk to you all next week.